So I'm interviewing this guy on a podcast that I host for, and he tells me that he's nerding out on powerlifting and modding cars. I'm like, dude, we got to talk, man. This is your car. My car? I said a 10-second car, not a 10-minute car. You could push this across the finish line or tow it. <laughs> Couldn't even tow that across the finish line. <laughs> no faith. Oh, I have faith in you, but this isn't a junkyard. This is a garage. Let's rock it. Oh, yeah. Welcome to TRB Nerds Out, a.k.a. The Real Brian Nerds Out. I am The Real Brian. Thanks for joining us. I am so excited to bring back some amazing conversations here with some very fascinating people. You know, they nerd out on some cool stuff, so we're going to have some fun. For those of you who already know me, we've done interviews in the past. It's, it's been a while, actually, but I'm glad to be bringing those back. We did it on the podcast. Now we're here on YouTube doing it. I'm a curious person. I have a lot of interests. So I love just learning new things, nerding out with people as to why they do what they do. So that's what we're going to be doing today. So without further ado, Fernando Diaz, welcome, my friend. Thanks for joining me, man. Hey, Brian. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. I'm, I'm just so glad that we get a chance to do this. We're on, I mean, it's on video. This is cool. I mean, we've, we've done some podcasts together for Red Hat, which was a lot of fun. Let's tell everyone and a little about you, what you do, all that good stuff, you know? Oh, and here's something too, is uh, share something as well mm-hmm. that most people don't already know about you. Let's see. Okay. So <laughs> this was hard to describe because when you talk about yourself, a lot of people usually talk about, oh, like what I do for work yeah. and you know, a whole bunch of different hobbies and things like that. But like, how do you really figure out like who you are? I I don't know. So let me just, I guess, go through a little bit about myself. Um, So I'm Fernando. I work at GitLab. I work in technical marketing and I come from a software engineering background. And I have a bunch of, a whole bunch of random hobbies. Um, Today, we're going to talk a little bit about my powerlifting hobby and what I do for that, and then as well as modding my car. And um, what are some some other stuff I'm into? I mean, <laughs> it's just nature, hiking, um, just a whole bunch of random stuff. And something that a lot of people don't know about me is that I'm really into film, and I do enjoy screenwriting and, you know, trying to make little indie films every now and then when I get the chance. Dude, so you're you're a true multi-passionate man. I mean, you've got a lot of different interests and they do vary, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, it's either that or I have ADHD or something that I don't, haven't been diagnosed with. That's, that's what a lot of people will say is like, man, I thought I had ADHD until I came and listened to The Real Brian Show and then I realized, hey, there's nothing wrong with me. I just have a lot of interests. <laughs> I don't diagnose, by the way. But, uh, you know... I, there are some people I know that actually have true ADD and ADHD, and it's a very different thing than somebody who just likes a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of has that squirrel, you know, mentality. Yeah, my sister, my sister does have ADHD, so I, I do know that from her. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's hard to shut the brain off, and there's all kinds of things with that. So I have to ask you though, before we go any further, do you like the Fast and Furious movies? I actually do. Okay, I really good. do. Um, last Fast and the Furious <laughs> I saw was the most recent one. Okay. And it was on a flight. I was flying from Miami to Austin. So I live in Austin, but I do spend a good amount of time in Miami because that's where my family's at. Okay. So I was watching it uh, on a flight and then the person next to me, 
Um, she didn't speak, she didn't speak, um, English, but she then said like, Oh, Vin Diesel, that's my favorite actor. I love that guy. So, so, um, she was watching, she couldn't hear it cause I had like the earpiece, but yeah. she was definitely watching it, like zoned into it. And then I found it weird that Cardi B was actually in that, um, video. Yeah. Um, and it was crazy cause she played like such a crazy role, unexpected role as like a SWAT team member. So I thought it still has these like crazy moments where things that are just very unbelievable happen. And I really enjoy that. Like it's a good imagination. And I think people watching it know that, yeah, it's going to be a ridiculous movie where things get out of hand. They're not really physically possible, but I think that's one of the main reasons why the movies are enjoyable. Yeah. They're insane. I, I love them by the way. I honestly haven't seen the, the latest one yet. Uh, I have it. It's, it's ready to go. I'm ready to watch it. Actually. I'm excited, but I wanted to go back and watch the eighth one because it's been so long now that I thought, okay, I don't remember that one. I think I've only seen that one once, but I mean, I, I don't know if I say grow, grew up, but kind of grew up, you know, watching the first couple fast and furious mm-hmm. movies. And then uh, I remember when Tokyo drift came out and everyone was like, what is this? You know, but then everybody loved it and it was just, and then it's kind of like they get to the fourth one and then they really kind of start the storyline getting a little more into the depth of the whole family and the dynamics and kind of what's going on and everything. Then it got into more like a, I don't know, action style, but I've been a big fan of those. And, and I, that's why I had to play that quote at the beginning of the movie. That was from the first movie uh, or at the beginning of the show. But yeah, man, it's just, they're, they're fun to watch. I don't know this. Some people absolutely hate those movies or like, yeah, I'll never watch them. I'm not into that kind of stuff. I'm like, no, they're, they're fun. I mean, whether you're into cars or not, they're just fun movies. That's cool. They're really, really fun. And I, I grew up with them. I was in high school when those movies came out. That was a time when we were all trying to race our friends. Like I had an old Mustang um, and it was a V6. It wasn't even, it wasn't a fast one. It was like one of the slow Mustangs. And then uh, we would all like try to rev the car, race each other, do burnouts. And we're, you know, like 17, 18, just doing stupid things. And then when you get older, you realize like, why was I doing such such stupid things like right, trying to drag race my friend, you know, down this road in school. And, and then you, once you get older, you're like, man, I was doing some dumb stuff as kids. And it was kind of inspired by that movie because it was, you oh, know, yeah. we, we the car was automatic and we pretend we would pretend it was stick shift. So we would like, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. do dumb stuff like that all oh, the time. It's like Karate Kid, you know, slash Cobra Kai gets everybody into wanting to do martial arts, you know. And then Fast and Furious wanted everybody, you know, it was like, oh, I got to, I got to mod a car. I got to race a car and stuff. And there's a a group of people here that I think it's hilarious. Saturday nights, they race their, their diesel trucks. So I call it redneck racing just because mm. I'm like, if you're going to race, man, pull out a muscle car. There was a spot in Miami. There's this road called Okeechobee Road. Yeah. And it goes out into the Everglades once you go far enough in it. And every single person would race there all the time. Like there would be people racing nice. on, a, on modded ATVs. There would be, <laughs> um, you know, just all kinds of all kinds of racing. And then they opened up. I don't know if it still exists, but this was back when I was like in high school. Um, there was like this place where you can go and watch drag races. So they actually made like a to get all the kids off the street and actually race legally in a more safe spot. Oh, that's they cool. Opened up like this drag racing track. So then you would go, you'd, yeah. you'd pay, you can make bets and stuff. And then, you know, nice. you'd race each other. So that was pretty cool. That's impressive to me. Cause normally you, you hear about those that are just like, dude, we got to race. We got to do something, but then they're getting out there. They're getting in trouble. You know, the cops are coming and stuff. That's a great idea though, to have kind of a sanctioned area that's legal. Let them race, let them have some fun. You know, I mean, 
keeps them off the streets, I guess mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> on the street. But I mean, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's giving them something to do, man. People need to, they need to belong. So I think that that's really neat. I'm glad they did that. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope it still exists. I mean, I, yeah. I, it's been a while. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of things haven't been able to sustain like COVID or, uh, you yeah. know, so I, I'd be hoping it still exists. You know, you're into all this stuff. You're into cars, powerlifting. You mentioned, you know, going out nature and stuff like that. How did you get into the tech industry? Like <laughs> what kind of motivated you to get into that and do what you do? So I had a cousin that was um, really into that. So he was studying computer science or still have a cousin. Yeah. Um, He's into computer science and um, he was studying that in college when I was in high school. So it kind of like, and and I'm really close to him. So he kind of inspired me to go that route. And I started looking at the stuff that he was doing and that got me, you know, pretty excited. I was like, Oh wow. Like I can make, an app or I can make like a website or I can do this. So then in high school, I took um, a computer science class and then I took AP computer science. Uh, My high school offered it. And then I started really, really getting into it and really enjoying it. So I went into, you know, just building random little applications. I, uh, I went to college. I got my computer science degree. I built a little Android application and it was just fun, like promoting it and getting people to like, you know, share it and use it mm-hmm. and seeing that people see some value from your app. So the application that I had made, which I don't think it's on the store anymore, I have to update it, but it was a, a GRE prep application where nice. you would pretty much play a game to help you learn different words for the GRE. So I had created that and then it had a good amount of downloads. I think it had like over 5,000 downloads, which I thought was something good for, you know, someone just a student just learning Android and pushing out an app. And so I got into that. And then I worked a while in IBM, I got to travel a lot, um, do some, you know, do a whole bunch of open source stuff. But then I started seeing that I really also like promoting stuff and really like the marketing side. So I'm now in a role where I enjoy both, uh, you know, actually coding and building something, but as well as, you know, marketing the different features that are offered and things like that. So you know, I, I just kind of grew through that. And then also watching movies and seeing like other inspirational figures like Steve Jobs and the whole like Bill Gates. I saw mm-hmm. that movie Pirates of Silicon Valley oh, yeah. and just thought like this whole tech industry is just like super cool. Like I can pretty much make anything that I can think of and solve any problem that I want. So it would be I got into it through several factors, I guess it would be through. My cousin inspiring me through actually like liking computers and playing a lots of different video games and stuff like that. And then um, just being able to create and, you know, showcase different things. So those were the main things that got me involved. I, I'm a student of psych, the, the human psyche. I love understanding the mind of people and, you know, your whole life you grow up there. What do you want to be? What do you want to do? Or, or, you know, hey. My name is so-and-so. And then they'll ask you, what do you do? You even mentioned at the beginning of the episode, it's kind of like, that's just kind of what we, we default to. But then a lot of times you'll say, well, you know, what, what's your favorite band? What's your favorite movie? What's your, uh, what's your favorite hobby? And I've never been able to answer that ever. I've always been like, where do I start? I have like a hundred of them, you know? And so that's in situations like this, when I find somebody that has, you know, a lot of interest, because typically you'll find people that have, you know, a, hand, a handful or less. I think like three or four is kind of the average when it comes to interests, hobbies, that kind of thing for most people. 
And then you'll find the people that it's like, there's not enough time to fiddle my interests mm-hmm. in. And so it's, it's one of those things where I just, I'm always fascinated about how people get into it. But then that kind of brings up, you know, our, our conversation on the Red Hat podcast when we were chatting. I, I love, I've always loved asking the question, what do you nerd out on? Because, you know, everybody's, do, everybody's excited about something. And you said powerlifting and modding cars. And I thought, okay, I'm just curious. Cause like, I'm not a power lifter. Uh, I've done the weight room stuff, but actually now I'm, I'm like full into, I have been actually for quite some time, but after, you know, injuring my back, having a kind of a failed surgery, getting hit by a car on my bike, mm-hmm. I do Pilates. Pilates has been like perfectly functional for, you know, proper healthy resistance and, you know, core strength and all that. But I've had, I, I, I still have friends that actually do the strongman competitions. They do some power, power lifting kind of stuff. And I'm always fat. Oh, and then, the other thing that always fascinated me was that um, I used to host a podcast all about the TV show Arrow. And so I had the privilege of, you know, being on stage at Heroes and Villains. It was a fan fest, you know, and I would interview the actors. It was so much fun. And mm. uh, one of the guys got up, David Ramsey, who played Diggle on Arrow. And this dude was jacked. I mean, full on, like they had to do the whole shirtless scenes, you know, so it's like the full six pack. I mean, just perfect. Right. And somebody got up and said, how do I, how do I do your routine? And David responds, don't, (laughs) he goes, this is not like healthy. This is all for show. He goes, I have serious back problems now. He goes, these muscles actually aren't functional strength. And he just went off on this whole thing. And I was just like, okay. And it got me kind of going down this path of like, how do you do it right? You know, how do you power lift and not hurt your body and other things? So anyway, I, I, when you mentioned those, and we're going to talk about modding cars too, because I'm so, so fascinated in that as well. Mm -hmm. But what are you doing for powerlifting? Are you competing? How do you do it? How do you stay healthy? How do you not injure yourself? Oh, I mean, I just want to, I want to hear all of this stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. So, so right now I'm not competing. The goal is to compete uh, sometime, sometime this year. And the reason why I'm not competing is because I do need to lose some weight. That's the hardest part. And powerlifting yeah. is managed. And the hardest part in any type of workout is just managing your diet. So I need to be at a lower for my height. I need to be at a lower weight class. And the thing is, I, I just eat too much and I just really enjoy food. So who doesn't um, enjoy food? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Well, on that. It, it's just cutting down on that. Um, but for the most part, um, what I do is I go four times a week usually and I do lower body then upper body, then rest, lower body, upper body. So that's my routine. And uh, make sure, I guess the biggest thing to avoid injury, I would say, is to make sure that you're warmed up and stretched. That's something that, I mean, I find it boring, but I need to do it just so I avoid injury. I think a lot of people just like to jump straight into things and do really heavy weight right away. But um, as I've learned, you got you have to kind of scale you know, from lower weight to higher weight and just prepare your body and your central nervous system for that. So um, that's kind of the biggest part in avoiding injury would be just making sure that you're stretching, making sure that you're, you know, kind of seeing the signs that your body's giving you to, you know, to warm up and to like, you know, do the weight like the way that it needs to be done and don't sacrifice form for lifting heavier weight. I would say that's another big thing. Like I, I know what I can lift. I know my one rep max. Sometimes I'll attempt to do higher than that, but I know, you know, what my limits are. So I know like when I'm giving 90%, I know when I'm giving 99%, you know, 
So it's just more about recognizing your body, the body, the, your body signs and what it tells you. I think that's probably, you know, what's the most important to avoiding injury. But that being said, I mean, it's still not a fail safe, not a hundred percent fail safe. You mentioned the, the central nervous system and making sure to, you know, treat the body correctly, but also how it affects your central nervous system. And you mentioned posture too, of course, which, yeah, that's huge. Like if you're, if you're losing your form, then it's time to stop and, you know, rest essentially, because if you're not doing the correct form, that's, that's injury or it's just not going to do anything effective. Um, central nervous system. I'm curious about this one. What do you mean by that? Like how, how does that, like if you're pushing yourself on a powerlifting schedule scenario, how does it affect your central nervous system? What sort of things can, can go wrong? So, I mean, you'll have extreme fatigue by pushing your body to those limits and a lot of lifting weight is mental, you know, like we're, our muscles are capable of lifting a lot, but, uh, we're not doing it because of like some type of mental break. And we're kind of training our central nervous system to recognize this weight and be able to actually, you know, push this weight up or lift it, et cetera. So, um, we experience that fatigue and we get used to a certain weight and then we build off of that. Is it true that if you jump too quickly, that's where injury happens? I think so. I think if I were to just begin a program and then just attempt something like really, really crazy, but I haven't really, I haven't really warmed up. I haven't really strengthened the muscles that I need. Yeah. I would be very prone to injury, especially if I don't have the form right. So I need to master the form first, you know, doing lightweight um, and just kind of understand what I'm doing and, you know, just really, really practice the form. And then after that, I can keep adding weight slowly and progressively and, you know, get a feel for it. But if I just jump straight, if I just come in and then just put three plates on and I don't really bench that much, I mean, I'm definitely going to hurt myself. Okay. Yeah. No, that's what I figured. You see these dudes in the weight room, you know, they're just like, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, I'm kind of like, oh, are you ready for that? <laughs> yeah, no, there's, I think it takes a long time to build. I think it's more about um, consistency, right? I think you build the strength through consistency. Um, And I think that's the hardest part for a lot of people is finding time to go to the gym every day or to do exercise every day or, you know, multiple times a week. I think, I think people just fall in the routine of not doing it. Yeah. But for me, since it's something I really enjoy, I look forward to it. So when you look forward to something, you make sure that you do it. So I think, you know, and then you slowly, slowly grow, but you don't like you don't um, you're not discouraged because every day, you know, you're you know, you're gaining a little bit, a little bit of strength, even though even though it doesn't seem significant, you're still gaining strength in ways in ways that you're not realizing. And honestly, to me, that makes all the difference. I don't care if you know, it's taking me, um, you know, four months to up my deadlift by 10 pounds. You know, that doesn't bother me as long as I'm being consistent and, you know, then it pays off. Isn't that kind of true for life in general? Consistency, doing something that you love enough to stick with and then making those really small incremental improvements. I just feel like you can apply those three things to anything in life, man. That's just, it's so true. I heard it and there was a speech that Arnold Schwarzenegger gave to, I think it was Stanford graduates. Yeah. And that's what he's saying. Like, imagine if you give an hour a day to anything, like any of your interests, right? Towards 
like reading about, you know, a particular thing in history, like how much you, how much knowledge you would gain if, you know, cause if you're giving just an hour a day, which is not really significant, I mean, after a year that you gave 365 hours to something. So you probably mastered something, you know, if I gave 365 hours of working out within a year, you know, I'm going to be really strong. If I do the same thing for reading or learning a programming language or et cetera, like I'm going to just have so much knowledge. So, and there shouldn't really be any excuses. You know, we, we tend to make excuses all the time. Oh, there's too much work. I'm too tired, whatever, but you can really, power through an hour of something, you know, you just have to make it enjoyable. And I think we spoke about this during one of our Red Hat uh, podcasts is just, you have to find a way to make something enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Because if it's not enjoyable, you're not going to want to do it and there's less of a chance that you're going to do it. So yeah. um, why, why is the gym enjoyable to me? Because I like, I have that vision and I envision myself, you know, having accomplished these things. Having, you know, gone to a, a powerlifting meet, being able to, you know, even if I don't, even if I'm not on the top, like just being able to say, man, I lifted this much. I'm like this strong now. Like that to me gives me that having that vision yeah. makes me want to work out extra harder and, you know, push further. Yeah, no, I agree. That's that, that's the way to do it. And you're right. Not every. And, and the thing is, is even in the weight room, you love being in the weight room, but it's not always fun and it doesn't always feel good. It's definitely painful and hard to do. And you know, I'm sure there are times where you're just like, I don't want to go in a day. I just want to stay home, man. <laughs> you know, but you push through it because you know, in the, in the, you know, you like it. You want to be there. You see the value. Speaking of that, what is your, your ultimate dream goal? I mean, are you, are you wanting to like, you know, bicep curl semis and bench press tanks or anything like that? Or what, what you think, man? <laughs> Honestly, I don't really have like a big long-term goal. Uh, a lot of it is just to kind of stay healthy, but um, I already hit one of my shorter term goals, which it was to be in the thousand pound club, mm-hmm. which is like a thousand uh, pound lift between bench press, squat and deadlift. So I accomplished that goal. And then next would probably be just to continue to up those numbers uh, and just go to one powerlifting meet. So by before the end of the year, and I'm hoping I'm hoping by the summer, I can compete in at least the meet. That's my next goal. But my ultimate goal, I, I really don't know. Okay. No, that's, you know, the fact that you're wanting to use this as a way to stay healthy too is really, really important. And, um, you know, again, it's like, I, I, I never really enjoyed the weight room as much as you do, but I love Pilates. And, uh, you know, I always thought like when I got into it, I'm like, isn't this for women? And isn't just like all flexibility and yoga. That's what I thought. I mean, it's tough. It's wonderful. But I mean, I love it. I don't get injured. I feel good you know, functional strength, pain goes away. It's a beautiful thing. Um, I mean, I feel good. It's like the best I've felt in a long time, strongest I've been in a long time too, which is really cool. So it's the same kind of thing. It's like you, you see those results, you know how you actually feel and it's fun. It's fun to do and it's good for health. It's a cool thing. Yeah. And, and just to add to that, like a fun, a cool thing that I also picked up on is like, even if you leave it for, let's say when I was on vacation in Miami, I wasn't, I was just kind of working out. I wasn't really powerlifting for like a month. And the cool thing is that you can always get back to it and you can always get back in that routine. So, you know, I didn't work out or didn't work out consistently for like a month when I was in Miami. But then when I came back to Austin, you know, got straight back into it, you know, and then it just took me a short amount of time to get back to the numbers I was hitting uh, before. So that's really cool that you can just 
get back to the level you were at in such a short time because you've done it for so long already. So now with modding cars, this is something else you you mentioned as well. And and my dad's always wanted to do the, you know, get an old CUDA. Of course, you know, he wanted the CUDA when he was a kid and, you know, couldn't get it. So he's like, he wants to get a CUDA. He wants to rebuild it, make it awesome. Harder to find now, but you know, I've always been kind of interested in the modding of cars things. I actually don't, I honestly don't know much about cars at all, but it's one of those things that it would be fun to learn. It'd be fun to, to rebuild something and doing that kind of stuff too. And then of course with fast and furious, you know, like we were talking about at the beginning, there's so many cool things, but part of the thing, I don't know if you've noticed this though, is that cars are not quite as what's the word like popular. And you know, like people, you hear about the thing where people are hitting 16 years old and they just don't care about getting their license. You know, they're, it's the weirdest thing because you know, when I got my license, I don't know if it was the same for you, but when I got mine, everyone was like, dude, I can't wait to get my license and I'm going to get my car, you know, and cars were cool. It was just one of those things, but it, they're still really, really fun for me. And I know their transportation, but there is something about, you know, just having fun. But what is your, what do you do when you mod cars? So I used to have a Mustang be- uh, before and it was a, it wasn't a fast one. It was a V6, but I always wanted something faster and you know, it was fun. And then I, 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 that car got in a wreck and I didn't have a car for a while. So my parents gave me a, um, an old Tahoe that they had. So they had an extra car laying around. So then I drove that for a while in Austin and it was, that was fun because it was like one of these, uh, SUVs that you just don't care about. So you just park it wherever and it was burning oil. You know, you'd go on, I'd take girls on dates and, you know, you turn on the AC and like you get this good smell of oil there. You have to get out of the car and, <laughs> and just, you know, fill it up with oil after it burns a couple, yeah, uh, a couple quarts. I was like, well, it's about time. I'm, I'm done being cheap and let me just actually go get a car. So I looked at cars that you can mod easily. So there was the Subarus, the WRXs, and then there was the Volkswagen, the GTI and the GLI. Mm-hmm. So I wanted something that wasn't hatchback. That was just like a standard, um, you know, it's just standard sedan. So I went with the GLI, which is pretty much a Jetta with the 2.0 turbo engine. So it's just a, a Jetta with the, the GTI engine in it. So, um, so I ended up getting that with the dual clutch, uh, transmission. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is a really fast car. Um, just off the bat, like, you know, how, how much faster can I do it? You know, should I start getting into modding? So then I started looking up like on different modding forums and different things like that on how to upgrade the car. And the cool thing is that with these cars that already have a turbo, a lot of the power uh, comes from delimiting it because they're already really limited by the computer of the output of the turbo. So one of the big ways of changing that is just to change the programming on the computer i bought like the computer i changed it to the stage one kit which only requires an intake and i changed the intake on that car to a much bigger intake so that was like the first thing that i did which is what a lot of people who mod cars it's kind of like the first thing that they do is the intake and the change like the chip or you know mod the ecu uh the electronic control unit and so that's that's what a lot of people do. They change that first since it's something really easy and you can just, you know, kind of just do it within 30 minutes or so, um, the intake. And then it'll maybe take you another 30 minutes to find a program to then load on the car. And then that increased my horsepower by a lot. I, I haven't dynoed it, but the car is definitely a lot faster after doing that. 
And then I started getting the itch and I'm like, okay, what's next? <laughs> so, <laughs> so then I did a stage two mod, which is like the next, the next stage up that, you know, is a drastic, um, increase in horsepower. And what I did there is I changed the downpipe, which is connected from the turbo to the exhaust. So I changed it to one with a smaller catalytic converter and a bigger, bigger pipe so that more air flows through it. And that's the biggest limiting part of most cars. So I changed that. And likely it's probably not legal in California, but it is legal here in Texas. <laughs> what is legal in California anymore? <laughs> Everything causes cancer out there. So <laughs> you can't even mow your lawn over there from what I I've heard. Yeah. But that's fascinating to me though, that just by changing out, you said the catalytic converter, that that's yeah, the biggest the downpipe, the downpipe. Okay. That's a big limiter for interesting. Mm. Yeah. So just kind of um, just changing that, like I still want it to be, you know, emission friendly and still want it to pass my, sure emission test so i got one that has a smaller catalytic converter in it but there are definitely ones that people do that are like straight pipe which will have no catalytic converter and it's you know there's it's supposed you're not supposed to drive those on the street a lot of people do but they're supposed mm-hmm. to be just for racing yeah you know i always threatened i uh, had an 88 honda accord mm-hmm. <laughs> i always threatened doing something to that thing and then uh, putting some monster tires on it you know and just Full on, man, mm. just making that thing look ridiculous. But I, again, I don't know what I'm doing. How hard is it to do what you've done with your car? You know, just doing some of those mods, getting started, learning about it even. So it depends on the car. Um, luckily, this car is really easy to add stuff to. So um, I've just kind of taken stuff apart um, and watched YouTube videos on how to do different things. So a few other stuff that I added was like the turbo inlet. It's like a little piece that the intake connects to the turbo, and that's like the little piece that's used to, for it to connect. And then I changed the blow-off valve, so then I you can hear like little like psh, like air being released. Mm-hmm. So it sounds it's like a little gimmick, but yeah, it just sounds cool. Um, and then I do doing little things like that, but yeah, just going on YouTube, doing it, not being scared to like having something break because I did break something in the car. I think I turned a um a bolt a little bit too much and i messed something up and i didn't want to drive my car so i had to ride my bicycle for like a week until the part (laughs) came uh that's that's another thing it's just like i don't care if i can't use the car for a short amount of time because i love cycling so i'll just go cycling wherever i need to go for you know that amount of time that's cool. You know, I appreciate you saying, don't be afraid to break something. You can fix it. You know, you can, I mean, hopefully, right. Unless you blow the engine up, but I guess that's, yeah. I don't know. That's neat though. I mean, and it's interesting that you seem to be self-taught as far as going onto YouTube and, and learning some of those things. Has anyone ever shown you in person how to do some of this stuff or are you literally all just figuring it out on your own? I did the intake and all those things myself and a couple things, but the downpipe was a bigger job. So I did do it with a friend of mine, but he's not super experienced in that stuff either. I mean, he knows a little bit more about cars than I do, but he's not super experienced in it either. So we both just watched YouTube. We jacked up the car and then just started doing random stuff. So it's more about learning. And I think the cool thing is having a curious friend that also was like, oh, yeah, let me tinker around. Yeah, let me. What does this do? You know, oh, yeah, let's remove this and look at where it goes. And I think it's just more about being curious more than anything. Yeah. Oh, that's, I love it, man. Being curious. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
Yeah, I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be fun to to do something like that. And I mean, part of it too is just to learn the ins and outs of an engine, so that when something goes wrong, you know, it's not like, oh crap, now what? You know, it's more of a, oh okay, I got this. I I can fix this, or I I know how to basically how to deal with it without being worried about it. But it would be fun. I would say if your car's out of warranty and you're <laughs> bored one day, um, yeah. just um, get like an intake and just change that. I mean, it's not yeah. going to do much, but it'll sound a little bit better and it'll be like a fun little way to start. How do you get flames out the tailpipe? I, I think you got to <laughs> do something weird with the fuel. There's definitely something okay. weird that you do with the fuel and, and programming it that you can, you can get those flames out. Um, okay. I know what a lot sides, of people, you know, yeah, I, I know for modding, I don't know about the flames, but I know like you can get that fart noise coming from the car just through the mods. Yeah. Like it changes like the ratio of when, you know, when the gas to air, it does something with the gas to air mixture and when yeah. like the exhaust is released and all that. And it'll, you can get all kind your car making all kinds of funny sounds. And one that I've seen a lot on the street that's really popular is definitely that farting sound. Like as soon as you start hitting on the brakes, the car sounds like it's farting. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, here's probably a very, very simple one, but let's say I want that Knight Rider light going across the the, the bumper. Mm-hmm. How do you just plug that in? I mean, I'm sure that's pretty, pretty simple. Like install it on the front and then somehow connect it to the electrical system. Yeah, um, it would be a pain because you have to do wiring and electrical okay. wiring and wire that to probably like a capacitor and and put that onto the battery. Um, and then you got to uh, have a control. I, and you have the, to have, to have a control. So yeah. it depends on the car. Okay. Um, some cars make it a lot easier. Like I think like the Jeeps have a lot of like little auxiliary switches and then you can just connect different electric components to that. Okay. Um, a friend did it with his Nissan frontier. I bought him some lights for, um, for Christmas or his birthday, some off-roading lights and he was able to just wire it and it had a, it had like a little spot for him to put a switch for it. Uh, in his car so he had a sure. switch to enable these off-road lamps oh, that's cool i'm gonna have to look into that i mean that that right there would just be the coolest thing walk around the little night rider thing and especially till you turn all the lights off and you're just like cruising and mm-hmm. i've got i mean i've got a highlander that's uh what is it a hybrid you know so if it's quiet if it's just an ev mode you can't hear it and if we could just see the, like the light coming down the street with nothing else <laughs> that'd be really cool <laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> I really appreciate it. It's it's fascinating. I would love to dive a little deeper into modding cars at some point with you, but um, whether we do it on the show or not, I don't know. It doesn't really matter, but uh, that's just, that's, that's some cool stuff. But if you have any resources as far as where somebody could learn more about, you know, getting started modding cars, YouTube channels, that kind of thing, power lifting, et cetera. Um, do, do you have any off the top of your head? Do you want me to include those in the show links? Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and email them to you and then, yeah, okay. you can add them to the show links. So I have to go and look through my history of, you know, what I've saved and stuff. Sure. Yeah. That'd be great. So last question I have for you. Um, what's on your, what, what are you watching right now? What are you listening to? All that good stuff. So we mentioned one of them earlier, Cobra Kai. I've been <sighs> watching the new season of Cobra Kai. So, so pretty fun. My girlfriend yeah. hates it. Um, <laughs> so she thinks it's like a high school drama show, which it is. It's kind of like one of those high school shows where there's like yeah. so much crazy drama, but I enjoy it. And, you know, and I've, you know, when it first came out on Netflix, I think I hadn't seen it and there was the, all three seasons were available. So I just binge yeah. watched it. Yeah. And yeah. And then I started just doing karate, like, and then my <laughs> girlfriend, you know, started like, what the hell is this guy doing? So it was just fun to bother her that way. That's awesome. 
Yeah. You know, I, I'm surprised that, that Sarah loves it, actually. We, we've been watching it. We've been having a good time. Um, I mean, Karate Kid, you know, it's like that always got me into wanting to do karate, too. I've been wanting to do, I think it's kendo. I don't know. Let's just call it Japanese mm. samurai sword fighting. There's different mm. there's different factions of martial arts, and I'm not entirely sure what they all do. I think there's another one. I can't even think of the name of it off the top of my head, but I, I, don't, I think it'd be fun. And so then, you know, when they pulled out the weapons, I thought, ooh, yeah, I got to get my hands on a samurai, on, on a good katana, you know, and, and learn how to use mm. it because I don't want to chop my arm off or something. You know? So... But yeah, it's a good show, man. It's it's fun. It is it is drama y and, and it's so funny every time I just go, you know, if they just listened to each other and talked and then, you know, like let down on their pride, we mm-hmm. wouldn't have a show. <laughs> it's yeah. still it's so good though. Yeah, it, it's got a they, they have to they have to add like all this crazy drama and then all this oh, yeah. character development and you know how the good guys turn bad and then the bad guys turn good and then it yeah. goes back and forth. I mean, I, I really like that aspect of it. It's been worth watching. It's great, man. Well, I'm glad you're watching it. Awesome. Thanks for your time, man. I really appreciate it. This has been fun. It's always, uh, it's always good to nerd out and, and just see what other people are doing. And, and I'm really like, I'm excited for you and it sounds like a lot of fun what you're doing. So thanks for sharing it, man. Yeah, no, thanks, Brian. I really appreciate you having me on here and it's been a pleasure. Now, how do we get in contact with you if you want us to get in contact with you? So Twitter, <laughs> I would say Twitter would be the best way. Um, my Twitter handle is awkward Fernie. So A W K W A R D F E R N Y. Okay. So yeah, if anyone wants to contact me, any questions about what we've gone on the show, feel free to just send me a tweet. I appreciate that, man. Well, Fern, thanks so much, man. This is fun and, and just uh, great having you on. And, and yeah, you're, you're welcome to come back anytime. So thanks for joining me. Awesome. Thank you, Brian. And thank you for joining me. Really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Lots more interviews coming, by the way. I've got some really fascinating people. I love doing this. I love nerding out with people and finding out what their passions are. It's exciting. I'm a curious person. I have a lot of interest myself, a lot of curiosity. We like to nerd out. We like to really nerd out here. So join me for more interviews. It is TRB Nerds Out. And uh, subscribe to the channel, too, by the way, if you've not already. That would be amazing, amazing if you could help out with that. Subscribe to the channel. Share this. Share this with your friends, your family. If you like it, put a like there. Thumbs up, all that good stuff. Let us know if you have any suggestions. Let us know what your thoughts are on all this stuff. You know, hey, we're new to this. We're having a good time. So love to hear your thoughts and uh, your feedback and all that good stuff. But we've got a lot coming. More movie and TV show reviews. Got some product reviews and recommendations. We could all use those. Uh, Don't forget about The Real Brian Show, the actual podcast, which comes out every Friday. It is a variety show. Shoot the breeze. Anything goes on that episode. We have a good time. It's all positive. But thank you so much for joining me here. And uh, hope you have a great rest of the day. And we were going to be talking very soon. And I am signing off.